0: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. We got that going on.
1: Um, Don't look for a lot of volume on Wall Street. It just doesn't play out on holiday weeks that way. That means it could be a big up week. It could be a big down week. On very little movement it doesn't take a lot with that said watch us just go sideways you know just making me look stupid uh certainly a very strong possibility as it's happened before but the trade truce it happened we kind of knew it was going to happen we were kind of told it was going to happen i guess what had happened president trump president g at the g20 meeting in japan no new tariffs that was a phrase that got the first george bush into a lot of trouble when he was president of the United States during his campaign, he said, no new taxes. And he raised taxes. And the Democrats pounced on that. And the U.S. economy did go into a recession right at the tail end of his, his stewardship. And he did not get reelected. So no new tariffs and negotiations will be aimed now at getting a comprehensive deal done. Again, I feel like we've been there, done that. That outcome is in line with market consensus view ahead of Saturday's meeting, which still produced a surprise factor or two. Donald Trump rushed off to North Korea to step over that imaginary demilitarized line in Korea, into North Korea, South Korea into North Korea. That was a surprise. But before we got there, we had a couple more things that were acknowledged by President Trump that he would relax restrictions on U.S. companies selling products to Huawei. Uh, that do not impact national security. He is backpedaling hard on that one this Monday morning, as Congress didn't like him doing that. So, U.S. companies still cannot import Huawei products. Uh, you know, caveat notwithstanding news, the relaxed restrictions and the agreement not to impose new tariffs is given, you know, a host of semiconductor and tech companies just a big boom today right out of the gate. I see the S&P 500 opened up 31. The Dow Jones and Average opened up 250. The NASDAQ up 121, up 1.5%. Names like NVIDIA up 6 bucks, Amazon up $32. Qualcomm up $2. Um, pretty positive start to the day, if I may say so, myself. <clears throat> so there's fear right now of missing out if things continue to go positive the market has upside and that is fear of missing out a fomo fear of missing out and that can cause a melt up um there's no mistaken fact either right now that the opening move on the market was positive but we also saw some negatives out of asia and europe on economic data tied towards manufacturing cost and inflation so that's not good. Again, I'm not going to go as far as to say this is bad news, but there's still a tough world economy out there, and it still hasn't been fixed. We've talked about it, but it still hasn't been fixed. So tech companies are doing incredibly well. Uh, consumer discretionary, particularly retail, is doing nicely today. In theory, we import a lot of goods that are made cheap in China, although it's kind of interesting the way it plays out anyway. There's a lot of talk about how China does you know, bogus things like They'll ship it across the border into Vietnam, and then Vietnam will ship it to the United States, and then it was from Vietnam anyway, even though it wasn't. Uh, But there's a lot of that kind of stuff going on in the global markets these days. So, a little bit of a a reckoning mindset today. Uh, I reckon it's going to be a a pretty interesting week, and I kind of reckon it's kind of nice to get this China thing put to place, so to speak. I'm not saying it's done. Oil prices were higher. There was some news this weekend out of Iran that they've got, you know, weapon grade plutonium again and they got more than they expected to have. And like, woo, we're in plutonium, we're in plutonium. Dun 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 dun. And that's bad news. No, no, no. It's bad news. It's bad news. It could be lead to bad things. So today is July one and it's a good day on the market. The year is technically halfway over. The first six months of the year are in the books. And it's a remarkable way to start the market, uh, in my way, it's nice to have an update. Um, a lot of people believe in trends like, so goes the first week of a quarter. So goes the quarter. So goes the first month of the year. So goes the year. Um, so it's nice, but I'm not reading any, too much into it. So I don't think it behooves either of us. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Don't get a lot of calls, but what I do, we rush you straight on the phone so you don't have to wait that long. Um, I like headlines like one of the most up stocks of the year still has further to go. And I would just be cautious on that. The company is AMD. But it should have a ways to go because NVIDIA kind of slipped in getting uh, a cutting-edge product out before AMD did. And it looks like AMD got the cutting-edge product out before uh, NVIDIA this time. So it's a stock that is uh, widely talked about on shows like CNBC. Um, There's an ETF that I want you to look at if you like tech stocks. And it's kind of fun to compare charts Remember, investing is all about comparing. The XLK technology ETF, it's rallied 26% since the beginning of this year. You've seen big names like Microsoft, AMD, PayPal, MasterCard, and Apple all have just big gains this year. So if you ever compare a chart, something like AMD to the ETF called XLK, it's a whole bunch of basket of tech stocks. Uh, you'll see like, how did they do in comparison to the other big tech companies? Um, I don't really like the outperformance to continue to buy. I tend to like underperformance to buy. Um, if that makes sense. Again, it's a little bit confusing because with mutual funds, I like to sell, um, with stocks, I like to, you know, buy more winners, um, and sell the loser kind of cut your losses. It's a little bit different on uh, mutual funds. On mutual funds, at the end of the quarter, at the end of the year, at six months, whatever it is, I, I like to look and say, okay, my tech fund's up 25% and my financial fund's up 5%. It's now out of whack. I got too much technology, too much wealth and technology. So I, I shave a little bit off that and I put it into something else. Now, I'm not giving you those examples to go out and do. I'm just saying it, I tend to like to find um, things that are on sale when I'm buying for the first time. PayPal has been in a very well-defined uptrend, but it's not keeping up with the other tech stocks. So a lot of people say, okay, AMD has got this better product than NVIDIA. That's the one I want to buy. Then I say, then the other people will say, okay, what are the big names, what are the players out there that are underperforming? Again, the big names of ETF tech companies are Microsoft, AMD, PayPal, MasterCard, Apple, Google, <clears throat> Facebook. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so you kind of get the idea there, I think. 800 516 calls on the air. Big seminar coming up July 11th in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. It's my favorite place to do an event um, because it's relatively easy to get in and out of. And that's not easy. And that's not something you can say all the time about uh, the Bay Area, right? Retirement Income and Tax Planning Seminar, July 11th. You can sign up for the event at robblackshow.com. We're going to talk about minimizing taxes, choosing the right accounts to draw from, minimizing your uh, retirement income taxes. Super important stuff. Um, you can sign up at Rob Black's show. It's going to be at the Elks Lodge, 6, 30, 8, 30, Thursday, July 11th. Sign up at RobBlackShow.com. Use the code RADIO25 to get in for free.
0: Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and your money live on the Bay Area Airwaves, weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW
1: and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. A lot of talk this weekend about Apple losing Johnny Ive industrial designer, big hire back back, back 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 in the nineties. And the obsession they had, the industrial design team with, you know, using white gloves and kind of coming up with that ooh ah factor when products were introduced, using stupid words like alumina you know, talking about aluminum form factors and making it sound like it's something from a Star Wars movie. I remember the was it $12,700 Apple Watch from the first generation. It was gold. And I was like, who would pay for that? The $999 monitor stand that recently showed up at Apple. $999 monitor stand. But it is beautiful. Good design is good business. And I don't want to read too much into Johnny. I've leaving the company. But he certainly had has a place in history as the industrial designer of Apple, which really pushed a lot of products uh, from bulky and clumsy Ford. So that's out there. Some other big stories of note today, Carnival Cruise, which again, I don't go on cruises because I have this massive fear of getting stuck on a cruise with Kathy Lee Gifford and her singing to me the whole time. The cruise operator was downgraded to hold from by the firm Berenberg. Slashed its price target on Carnival forty-eight dollars a share from sixty dollars a share, citing slow growth through twenty twenty. Um, best time to ever buy the Carnival, and this is not investment advice. It's just you know me eyeballing it. Is when there's a cruise ship that's stuck in the water, and people are you know getting the flus and uh, vomiting everywhere, or the, you know it hit rough waves and it's capsized a little bit. No one dies, but it's capsized and needs to be towed back. Those are the times when. The stock kind of gets inefficient. KB Homes, big homemaker. Um, do we have enough homes in America? That's been a big question. Are we ordering enough? Is there a backlog enough? Do we have the workers to make them? KB Home shares were upgraded to neutral from sell by an analyst at BTIG. The analyst cited better-than-expected quarterly results. But, and this is the big but, the biggest positive surprise is a greater proportion of California orders and backlogs that will help offset weaker margins in other markets throughout the rest of the year, that was expected to be weaker. So there's kind of a positive in there. Uh, now, upgrading to neutral from sell isn't, it's not the best upgrade, is it? Uh, your spouse. Eh, I'm kind of neutral on you. I used to not like you, but I'm kind of neutral now. Berkshire Hathaway Chairman Warren Buffett. He pledged to donate about $3.6 billion worth of Berkshire Hathaway across five different charities. He does it every year. And he's going to be giving away, you know, something like 99% of his wealth. And that 1% that he leaves for his heirs will be more than enough to get them through. I wish I was in that situation. Chipmakers, big winners today. Big winners. Micron, Skyworks, Broadcom. That's after President Donald Trump and Chinese President Xi Jinping agreed to the U.S. and China will not impose additional tariffs. So you're seeing all these kind of names like Qualcomm, Skyworks, Micron, Broadcom, all up 5% or more. That's kind of outsized, Right. Wynn Resorts in Las Vegas Sands, the only person I know who could lose money running a casino is Donald Trump, going bankrupt numerous times. But casino stocks climbed today. Again, maybe a little bit to do with President Trump, President Xi. Uh, The Macau Gaming Authority reported gambling revenues rose more than expected in June. So there's that. Then there's the presidential kind of thing going on. Um, Gross gaming revenue in Macau rose 5.9% year over year. I'm not much of a gambler, so, uh, you know, it's fun to say things like I'm a gambling man by nature, but it's not fun to be involved if I help you lose money in a trade or an investment. So, that's about it. Those are the big story stocks of the day. Again, this is going to be a kind of a funky little week. It's going to be very, very little volume. Um, And I feel like, you know, I I feel like almost weekly I'm telling you, uh, oh, another analyst has cut Deliveries on Tesla—it's turning into a thing. JMP Now expects second-quarter Model Three deliveries were 43,000 U.S., almost double what shipments likely were in the first quarter, but still below volumes from the second half of 2018. Um, so this analyst says Model Three demand may lift quarterly deliveries. Last week, it feels like we had an analyst say Model Three deliveries aren't going well, and short-term, they're going to have some positive manufacturing data, but long-term, the earnings just aren't there. So that's out there. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Beer drinking's not dead. This, according to Constellation Brands, which is a play on marijuana. It's probably the safest play that I could think of on marijuana. Keep in mind, I don't have that many thoughts about marijuana. I'm not obsessed with it, but, man, I tell you what the audience is. I get questions about, you know... I think it's because there's 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 links on web pages like how to become a millionaire by owning this penny stock on marijuana. But beer drinking not dead, so says Constellation Brand CEO Bill Newlands. He leads the maker of the well-known high-end suds Corona and Modelo in a sizable top-shelf wine portfolio. He says 21-year-olds drinking hard seltzer and canned rosé have not derailed the beer industry. Canned rosé. Ah, there you go, right? Constellation Brands is fresh off report its quarterly sales last week. We talked about it. And there's, you know, um, what's working really well in beer right now is uh, Mexican imports and lower carb uh, beers. So, again, it's, it's weird to think of it, but that's kind of how it plays out. Other names in beer, Anheuser-Busch, ticker symbol Bud. Boston Beer, ticker symbol Sam. Molson Coors, ticker symbol Tap. And, um, once interviewed Boston beer, Sam Adams, CEO, and, um, uh, he used to do the commercials and he was very folksy and, you know, he did a lot of PR. So a lot of times when I interview CEOs, COOs, companies, it, it feels like it's PR cause it is PR. So I've cut that way, 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 way back. But he was hilarious cause, uh, I'm pretty sure I was doing the show at 9am East coast time. And he was calling in from Colorado and he he would say things like Budweiser spills more beer in a day than Boston beer brews in a year. Just talking about quality control and stuff like that. And he had, you know, funny little statements. So it was good radio. Uh, But I'm pretty sure he was a little bit drunk (laughs) and you're like CEO of a beer company drunk. Surprise, surprise. Right. So, um, so overall the beer category is not doing great. If you micro-shot into it, like Corona, Modelo, Pacifico, doing quite well. Uh, But the traditional big names uh, overall, the beer trends are not solid. So take that to the bank and roll it up in your pipe and smoke it, right? Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Uh, big seminar coming up July 11th, 630 to 830, Palo Alto Elks Lodge. Easy to get into, easy to get out of. It's $25, but it's free if you're a radio listener and you haven't been before. Use the code RADIO25. It's RADIO25. All about minimizing taxes and retirement income taxes, social security strategies. Uh, great article you can say today on social security taxes. You could sign up for the event at Rob Black Show. It's Rob Black Show. Use the code RADIO25 to get in for free. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more it is a holiday-shortened week. The markets uh, will be a little bit funky uh, because a lot of people are thinking about beaches and beers and barbecues and boats and such. Let's bring on CFP Chad Burton. Even though it's a holiday-shortened week, we have a big seminar coming up the following week, July 11th, that we're here to promote talk a little bit about its income and retirement. Super important topic because yeah, you, you, you live and you work zero to 60 and then you kind of live off that from 60 to 100. And I think that's a big switch for a lot of people. How are you, Mister Burton?
2: Doing well. I like the idea of boats and beers and barbecues, though. It sounds great.
1: Of course, drink responsibly and have a designated driver. <laughs> Don't drink. Like, people crazy out there.
2: Can you say that again? I got. am getting a ton of feedback. Oh, um, I'll just. There we go.
1: Um, I got an email. That said, it's kind of crazy. I, I hate it when people ask tax questions because everyone's so different. But he says, his name's Jeff. He goes, My tax person believes that taxes will be much higher after 2026. So he says, I should only use the Roth side of my 401k. I'm just into the 24% federal tax bracket and 9.3% state. I'll be retiring in 10 years. Good idea to just load up on the Roth now. What do you think, Chad? It,
2: it, well, it's interesting because, first of all, when you are, especially when you're getting close to retirement, when you've accumulated assets enough to support your life, especially in the Bay Area, you need kind of a team of advisors. You need to get tax person, you get certified financial planner that's fee only, a fiduciary, and you need an attorney for your estate plan, and they all really need to work together. But I do see some situations where CPAs are either dealing with um, you know, how to reduce taxes and keep them really low right now, or a thought about taxes in the future that kind of controls some advice. And in this situation, it could be good advice. It could be really bad advice. Um, And here's, here's the deal. If anybody's paying for money management where they're just, you know, paying one and a half, two percent on a bunch of mutual funds or ETFs or something like that. And they're not getting long term financial planning projections to help answer these types of questions. They're not getting the worth out of their money that they're paying. Because in a situation like this, you have you have choices. You have if you're under fifty, you can put in nineteen thousand dollars in your four oh one K or twenty five thousand if you're gonna be fifty or older by the end of the year. And you can either put the the money in Pre-tax, where you save immediate taxes on it. Okay. You can put the old twenty-five thousand dollars into a pre-tax account and save between state and federal in this situation eight thousand three hundred and twenty-five dollars that year in taxes, or you can put twenty-five thousand dollars into the Roth side of the four hundred one k and have no current tax savings. The difference is is that the Roth it will grow and grow and grow, and let's say money doubles every ten years. Okay. You'll never pay taxes on any of that money again if it's in the Roth. If it's in the regular side of the 401k, as we all know, we retire, every dollar you pull out is 100% taxable. So, you have a decision to make. You could do all into the pre-tax, all into the Roth, or a combination of that. And so, what you have to do is you have to do long-term financial planning projections that say, here's where I'm at today, here's how much I've saved, here's when I want to retire. Okay here's my income sources. What will my tax bracket be when I start pulling money out? And a lot of times people, when they retire because they're living off of stocks that have a basis, they sell it, it's capital gains, but not all of it's taxable. They have some cash in the bank. They have, you know, standard deduction that everybody has now. A lot of times people are at a much lower bracket when they retire than when they're working. And so if if that's the case, if you're going to be in a much lower bracket than when you're working, you want the current tax break now. Okay. But if this person, maybe they've saved up a ton of money, maybe they're ahead of the game in retirement, and they're going to have more than they need once they hit 60 or 65, whenever this person's retiring, well, then building up a tax-free account in the Roth is going to be attractive but you really again you need to do two things you need long term tax projections so you know you clearly know am i going to be at the same lower or higher tax bracket when i retire if i'm going to be at a higher tax bracket when i retire go Roth if you're going to be at a lower stay with the pre tax 401k if you're going to be about the same you need to do a mix so this person might be sitting right at the edge of a tax bracket for example the the 24% bracket rob if you're married filing jointly starts when you, uh, on the right when you get about $168,000 of of taxable income. Right. So if if they're right at that level, they might put, you know, 5 or 10 grand into the pre-tax side of their 401k to keep them down at the 22% bracket and then put the rest into the Roth. So if they're doing their long-term financial planning projections and they're seeing in the future, "Hey, I'm always going to be at a I'm going to be at a 22% or lower bracket." Well, they might put in enough to pre-tax to go move down a bracket and the rest into the Roth to create a tax-free account when they get to retirement. So because we have these choices in our 401k and because we may or may not be in a higher or lower bracket at retirement, you've got to do some long-term projections because now we all have options. And they're right at that 10-year mark of retirement, which is really key to do those projections so that you don't, you know, screw up and make the wrong decision.
1: Good stuff. Content like this will be had at the Retirement Income and Tax Planning Seminar Thursday, July 11th the Palo Alto Elks Lodge. You can sign up by going to newfocusfinancial.com and use the code RADIO25 if you've never been to an event to get in for free. Now, what is a more bespoke approach here for where they should put the money? And what does bespoke mean? Is that a, a high school definition term that i forgot
2: yeah it's the it it comes from the world of you know tailors right a a bespoke or a perfectly fitted suit i guess really how i always remember that i think so but that's i could have just made that up now could have been i did well on my sats i
1: did well on my sats i didn't do that well but go ahead (laughs) Well again it's
2: it's it's kind of that idea that looking at at the tax brackets. So let's let's go down a bracket. Let's let's look at a single person's tax bracket. So when when everybody has whether or not they're they own a home or not, everybody either itemizes their deductions or has a standard deduction and then you go up these ladder tax brackets so if you're a single person you have your first you know $12,000 that's tax free then the next $9,700 is a 10% bracket between 9700 and 39,475 it's 12% bracket then between 39 grand and 84 grand it's 22% and then 24 and then 32 and then 35 so What you need to know, where everybody should be talking to their tax advisors once they get their taxes done, is to find out where they are along those ladders. Because it's not all dollars taxed at the same rate. It's a laddered approach. So if you're straddling that ladder, it's typically a good idea to put enough into the pre-tax side of the 401k to come back down to the lower one. And then try to sock the rest away to the Roth. So you might end up with, you know, if you're if you're at nineteen thousand, if you're going to be under fifty before the end of the year, you maybe put, you know, ten grand into the pre-tax side and nine grand into the Roth side, and then you've got this great combination of a tax savings, a current tax savings account that's going to grow tax deferred, but you'll pay taxes on all of it when you retire, and then you've got this Roth account when you retire where it's going to grow tax free for the rest of your life, and then when you take it out, it's you never pay taxes on it. And once you get to retirement, if you have those two types of accounts plus some you know, stocks and mutual funds outside of retirement, you can blend your income and have well into the six figures of income and pay 12% or less in taxes. Um, and that's some of the things we show you at the retirement income event is once you start pulling money out, how to blend that income from those different sources so that you stay at a really low tax bracket for a really long time.
1: We probably only have time for one more quick question. Um, every once in a while, we hear the ads on this very station, on television stations everywhere, that the 401k is a scam. It makes me cringe. My 401k has created a lot of wealth in the last 25 years. What are your thoughts on commercials like that?
2: First of all, it's only a scam if people panic out and they try to go in all in or all out, where they they you know go to cash in their 401k just because somebody's elected, or they panic out at a at a downturn and they miss the entire upswing. Um, So, you're right. You just have to look at the stock market returns and look at the last you know, 50 years and even more recently. You have really high returns. Usually, these ads are because people, they're insurance agents. They want people to stop putting money into their 401K so they can sock it into these indexed universal life policies that they say, oh, you get 100% of return to the upside of the market, but no downside risk, which is not even true in itself. There's all sorts of fees inside these things. Um, they underperform all the time, and it, it's there to make insurance agents 50% or more commission of their first-year premium. So, usually, they're they're kind of scams by insurance agents, in my
1: opinion. Yeah, we got to be careful using the word scam, but we have time for the last question. A guy stopped putting money into his 401k because of someone who was elected. What do you say to a person that is reactionary to presidents, per se?
2: Well, yeah, in this case, there's one thing to go to cash, you know, which is a horrible yeah. idea in my opinion, anyways. But this one, he stopped putting money in, so he stopped getting the four the four percent match on his money. He could have gone into at least a, a short term bond fund or a money market account, get that free money in your four hundred one k. I mean, come on, it's free money. So keep I, contributing.
1: I hear you on that one, and uh, what I can tell you from who's elected. I once was interviewing Peter Lynch, and he says, this market's seen World War One, World War Two, Vietnam, Korea, You know, it's seen President Trump, it's seen high oil, it's seen low oil, it's seen high inflation, no inflation. And, and he's absolutely right. The market always has something to, to conquer in a wall of worry. Thanks for joining me, Chad. Let me plug and you up. And your sh- I'll plug you and your show. You'll be on tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. here on AM 1220 KDOW. You typically do Tuesday, Wednesdays, and sometimes Thursdays and Fridays as well. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. It is a lecture. It is a class, a master class in how to prepare for retirement. I like his show. It's a little dry, but it's a great show for doing what it's trying to do, get you to retirement. Thursday, July 11th, you can meet Chad, 630 to 830 at the Palo Alto Elks Lodge in Palo Alto. Easy to get to, easy to get out of. Um, sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. Use the code radio25 to get in for free and listen to Chad tomorrow here on AM 1220 KDOW. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. I like my segments with Chad Burton. Um, I wish I could do more of them with him. Uh, he's just a busy, busy, busy guy. And you can always find him and do listen to his podcast. If you go to newfocusfinancial.com, I think it's the best financial planning uh, podcast. The information is hardcore, not rated R, but hardcore. It's not for someone who's like, oh, I want to buy a stock today. You can learn more about it by going to newfocusfinancial.com and come to the seminar on the 11th. I'd love to see you. Um, it's summer and it's just it's really good to get motivated with you know, seeing the fans and the people that like your show. Even the people that don't. I have no problem with that. I got this guy named Al Shaw who hates me and he's been emailing me for twenty years about a stock that went down and basically he probably bought it and lost money. But um he's violently insane with his emails and does a lot of, you know, x You x x suck, 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 suck. I'm like, okay, I get it. You don't have to type it 19 times. But I find it very entertaining. So anyway, I want to switch gears ever so slightly. And again, once again, talk about Generation Z. I bought a research report that I just finished over the weekend. And Generation Z's approach to brands is really... It's awesome. It's so different than my approach to brands. They frequently document their life on social media. They feel a pressure to always have new clothes. It's fueling growth in unconventional forms like shopping, like rental, like resale. Uh, There's a lot of new companies coming public right now that you could get a Chanel bag. You could sell your Chanel bag. They will consign it, and then they will sell it to someone else, and you'll get a big cut of the action back, This kind of stuff works. For me, it's just like, that's annoying. It's a generational thing. Um, Older generations grew up without technology at the snap of their fingers, right? Um, So the fact that millennials are so internet connected has changed things. They want to always buy things on sale. That's a fascinating statement in and of itself. Now, me too. Um, I typically only own two pair of jeans for 18 months, and then they start to wear out. I buy two more pair of jeans. Um, and I try to like sign up for diesel emails right around month 12 cause I like diesel jeans. So maybe I'll go to Macy's and find that they've got diesel. So I'll sign up for some emails from Macy's and if that next two months, three months, there's like, Hey, we got a 50% off sale, I'm like, Woo-hoo. but I'm not as good at it as say a generation Z person. So they're thrifty above all they're fiscally pragmatic and practical with their money. They're considered a lot more conservative, uh, politically than you would imagine. Um, so you'll hear phrases like I, like, I can't afford nicer brands of clothes. I like to save and would rather have the money in the bank than be broke. Uh, so they go out and get discounts on everything. Um, Patagonia is relatively high prices. Uh, when you shop Patagonia, it's crazy. You can get a vest for kind of like the fall slash spring chilly weather for anywhere from 80 bucks to 200 bucks to $300. And uh, it just depends on when you get it on sale. So price is a big pusher for Generation Z. So I grew up with things like, oh, you could invest in Coke and Diet Coke, or Coke and Pepsi, um, because they're brand names. Everyone knows the brand. Like There used to be like a a RC Cola, like it was kind of an off-brand thing, and then every now and then you'd go into Safeway and you'd see like the Safeway Cola. Be like that's a new taste. and you taste it, you're like that's not Coca-Cola, that's not even
0: cola. Um,
1: so my generation was really, really addicted to brands. Generation Z, not so much. Brands need need to work harder to get their trust. Brands like Everlane and Tom's have led the charge. Legacy brands like American Eagle Outfitters are shifting to uh, greater transparency in their products and marketing. Uh, because when you when you scorn, when you upset. Uh, generation z they don't come back um so it's just it's worthy to know that you have to do a lot of research to be a good investor Um, i'm constantly like i haven't read a book of fiction in a long time i'm always trying to find things to help you as an investor get to retirement because i think that's kind of my job on, on this planet and when it's over it's over trust me i'll walk dogs i'll train dogs i'll do something uh, but semiconductor names are leading stocks higher. President Trump and President Xi basically have trade talks back on track. Manufacturing PMI numbers out of China, Germany, Italy, Spain, and the UK were in contraction. So there's, we still live in a world of slowing economies, slowing trade. But maybe we get a deal that could stimulate and tickle two of the biggest economies in the world, two of the biggest economies in the world. They are the biggest. So you got to go with that. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, got an email about someone who wanted to buy an IPO, missed out on it, saw it go up, and wants to buy the next IPO. And the reason I bring that up is and now you're not even now you're not even trying to act like you know what you're investing in. You're just saying I want the next one. So, and if I were to tell you there's a rocket to the moon, okay, you just missed that one. There's another one in five minutes, but this one has nuclear radiation all around it. You, you don't like, I'm stunned at how many people just want to buy something just to buy something. So, that's kind of the opposite of people who panic and knee and jerk react, right? So, 800 516 1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Uh, You know, price targets are kind of interesting on Wall Street because a lot of people see what they want to see. So, if Morgan Stanley has a $300 price target on Tesla and Oppenheimer's got a $200, people will say, well, I like that $300 number, so I think that's where it's going. Be careful on that. I I, I kid you not, I see that on a regular basis. Uh, Behavioral finance is a thing. Uh, Learning to have a healthy relationship with your money and your investments is a thing. And, you know, Greed, I think, is okay uh, in, a, in the larger sense that you look at the markets typically up 7 out of 10 years. I, I want my money exposed to that. I don't want to be pound foolish and like, oh, I'm going to, have to keep my money in cash. But you see how I'm being greedy? I'm going off like 10-year averages, not 10-day averages or 10-second averages. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. While there, you can sign up for a seminar Thursday, July 11th, 630 to 830 in Palo Alto Elks Lodge. Use code RADIO25 to waive that $25 fee. You'll learn about retirement income and tax planning. Good hardcore stuff. Two hours. Elks Lodge. Sign up at roblackshow.com.